Thank you. I am two-time Golden Globe winner, Jim Carrey. You know, when I go to sleep at night, I'm not just a guy going to sleep. I'm two-time Golden Globe winner, Jim Carrey, going to get some well-needed shut-eye. And when I dream, I don't just dream any old dream. No, sir. I dream about being three-time Golden Globe winning actor Jim Carrey. Because then I would be enough. It would finally be true. And I could stop this, this terrible search. For what I know ultimately won't fulfill me. But these are important, these awards. I don't want you to think that just because if you blew up our solar system alone, you wouldn't be able to find us or any of human history with the naked eye. But from our perspective, this is huge. One more time, here are the nominees for Best Motion Picture Comedy. So we're seeing people, all shapes, all colors, all ages, all sizes, doing the miraculous. It's the, it is the formula for entering the kingdom of heaven, which is a place of perception. It's not an actual place. I think that was an allegory that we've gotten all wrong, that this is some place we go when we die. This is some place that's available right now. You don't have to die to go to the kingdom of heaven. I wouldn't <laughs> wait till I died to go there. I would yeah. never wait for that. Yeah. Hell is living in survival. That's, that's it. it. And you either live in survival or you live in creation. And, and living in creation is such an elegant moment because you have to 
disconnect from everything known. And you have to get so present that time is no longer of the essence. You are in the internal present moment. This is a flip because when we're living by our senses in three-dimensional reality, the space-time continuum, there's an infinite amount of space. And with an infinite amount of space, I'm local. I have a body, I'm local in space and time. And then I want to move from here to the door. At one point of awareness, Joe Dispenza, my other point of awareness, the door. So in order for me to go from here to the door, I got to move my body through space. And guess what? That takes time. So if I'm creating matter to matter, here's me, Joe Dispenza, where's my dream? Way over there. Why is it way over there? Because my brain is automatically estimating how long I'm going to have to work and go back and forth to work. And it's going to take time and it's going to take energy to finally manifest that home or that car or whatever. And you're going to have to work hard or you're going to rush faster to get it done. And when you finally pay off that house or whatever, you're too tired, too exhausted to enjoy it. When you pass through the eye of the needle into the quantum and you enter that realm of time-space, it's a different world. There's an infinite amount of time. Time is eternal. There's an infinite amount. Now think about this. How much could we get done if we had an infinite amount of time? We could get anything done we wanted, but we might not want to do anything at all. Exactly. But, <laughs> but if you had all the time in the world, there's infinite possibilities. That's yeah. the quantum. And in the realm of time-space, there's no past. There is no future. It's all happening now. And so there's no past lives or future lives. They're stacked on top of each other. And as we move through time, as we time travel, we experience dimensions or spaces. And we have all the latent systems in the brain once activated to open the door to that dimension. And it only takes one experience of entering that place that you cannot see the world the same way again. That's what, you know, so much of the research coming out of Johns Hopkins about psilocybin-assisted transcendental experiences. It's not the psilocybin that's healing anything. It's not the psilocybin that's treating depression that's in the phase two trials. It's the transcendental experience that psilocybin is facilitating. And so the transcendental experience is the healing force. It is the acting force. This is an external tool. And this is a tool I'm familiar with. I started down that medicinal use of psilocybin ceremonial use 21 years ago. But, and it's a beautiful path and it's gotten me to amazing places. However, I still became dependent on something external to awaken the transcendental within me. Mm -hmm. And I think the beauty of the formula is saying, yeah, okay, this is all great. There's many different paths, but what if you could generate this entirely yourself with breath, with open focus meditation, with selecting that emotion. And even for me, who's experienced the transcendental, there's still some resistance to actually acknowledging that I have absolute full agency to select an emotion. I remember I worked with a Siberian mystic and we did what could have been like an acting exercise and she wanted me to go through every emotion and just select it. Okay, now feel sad, now feel happy, now feel surprised, now feel depressed, now feel overwhelmed with joy. And I would do it, but there was some part of me that says, you can't do this, you can't select your emotions. Your emotions are determined by the outside world. And I think I was afraid to actually admit that I really could do it. Because then if I could really do it, well then 
I had all of this responsibility to actually do this. I had to take responsibility for everything I feel. I could no longer blame anything out there in the world for how I was feeling. This was all on me. So is that where you see the, the biggest resistance to doing this work? Is it the resistance to accepting that responsibility, forgiving yourself for not knowing this before and not being able to blame anything? Or where is the resistance to just jumping in and giving it a try? Mm, I, I, um, I think my, my view about that has changed a lot in the last uh, uh, couple of years. Uh, when you see a person who is blind because of a stroke and is told they'll never heal from that stroke, I mean, after two weeks, if it doesn't heal, you normally have to live with it, and loses her job, uh, can't drive, uh, you know, she's clinically blind. Uh, I'm not the person uh, that is going to tell her you can absolutely heal this. She has to come to that understanding on her own. So, people, uh, many times when they gather knowledge and information, uh, the information causes them to become conscious of what they were once unconscious to. And when you have a greater level of consciousness, you see possibilities. And in a sense, you're energized by information. You're, you're enlightened, you're filled with light in some way, and you see possibilities that you haven't seen before. Now, getting beyond the analytical mind is one of the main purposes of meditation. And I can tell you that the analytical mind is always going to talk us out of possibility because it is fascinated on trying to predict what's going to happen next. So if you can predict your future, then you're laying a known on an unknown. And this is a habit we have because the brain is an anticipation machine. So there's many different obstacles and resistance, resistances that come with a persistent disbelief that has been programmed over and over again. I mean, I don't watch television, but I've watched it because of what's happening in the world. And I am so insulted by television commercials. I, I, I can't believe people would sit there and allow that information to program them, some drug to make them feel a certain way, some look, some whatever. You don't think that has profound effects on programming a person into limitation? When I wrote the book, You Are the Placebo, I was so angry at myself for two weeks. I was so frustrated with myself because I bought the program. People believe they people believe they need a flu shot because they don't believe their bodies in the body's innate capacity to heal. Four days teaching people how to elevate their state increased immunoglobulin A in our research by 50%. Immunoglobulin A is your body's primary defense against bacteria and viruses. It's better than a flu shot. It's better than a flu shot. But that's not the information that people get. So there's a, a layer of programming that's happening. And the beauty behind all of this is nobody's buying information any longer. I love it. Mm. And, and I'm, I'm not prone to believe that guy in that tube telling me the way it is, and nobody should. And more and more people then as they start to wake up to information there's a change in energy because change in consciousness requires a change in energy and now a greater energy causes systems 
that were once stable to become unstable, to become chaotic. And chaos is just unpredictable order. It's novelty, it's newness, it's an unraveling of systems. So hang on. This is a really profound time because it's got a break. And when it breaks, something better come out of it. It's not going to be governments and politicians and, and religious figures and whatever leading the way. There, there is no one leader. Everybody's got to lead. Just like those birds that move in one direction, or those fish that are all in a school and they're moving together, give the appearance of something bigger to predators. You study that principle in biology. It's called emergence. You think that there's one leader that everybody's following. Everybody's leading. And there's a stigma we have in our minds that if you lead with too much passion in your life, you're going to lose your life. Whether you're Martin Luther King or William Wallace or Joan of Arc or Abraham Lincoln, you're going to get it. And that stigma is branded in people's minds for a reason. But this is a time in history not die for the truth. This is time in history to live for the truth. And if you're working on your anger and frustration, and I'm working on my fear and anxiety and my judgment, and I'm taking care of me, and you emerge in that heart of yours, and I emerge in that heart, we are going to be like-minded. We're going to be connected by that invisible field. Now everybody's leading, and you just can't take out everybody now. So we can't, we can't wait for anybody else to take care of us. This is, this is the fundamental time where something greater has got to grip us. Something greater. And if I see you demonstrating courage, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in. And all of this craziness that's going on is an important time. But when we stop doing all those things that, and reacting and we start going, Hey, what do you do? Oh, you're, you're a solar panel guy? Oh, I'm a teacher. Oh, you're a doctor? Let's get together. Let's start figuring out how to coexist. Oh, you're, you're, you're brown? I'm white? You're black? Who cares? That's just, that's the costume you're wearing to the masquerade. I, I celebrate your uniqueness. I'm weird too. And we're all like that. So the biggest lie is that kind of a way to create separation amongst people for the simple reason to disempower them into limitation because now they're more dependent on pharmaceutical companies. They're more dependent on religion. They're more dependent on whatever it is that they need out there. But how can you give someone a sugar pill, a saline injection, perform some false surgery or procedure, and a certain percentage of those people will accept, believe, and surrender to the thought that they're getting an actual substance or treatment, and they begin to program their autonomic nervous system to make the exact pharmacy of chemicals equal to the substance they think they're taking. Now, is it the inert substance that's doing the healing, or is it the body's innate capacity to heal? Because that sugar pill represents, it is a symbol of possibility. And you hand that person that pill, and they begin to select a new potential in the quantum field called, this could actually work. And if the doctor's enthusiastic, it'll work better. And if you name it something they can't pronounce, it'll work even better. <laughs> and if you charge a lot more money for it, it'll work even better and you make it sound like something that it can do for you, it'll work even better. Viagra, Niagara, it's a lot of flow. It's subconscious cues. So then, in the studies on depression, in the studies on pain relief, those people were making their own pharmacy of antidepressants, their own pharmacy of morphine. They were checking the receptor sites on the outside of the cells and their body was making morphine. 
So then, do you need the sugar pill? Do you need the saline injection? Do you need to perform some false surgery or procedure? Because all they're doing is marrying a clear intention with the elevated emotion of optimism, of possibility, of inspiration. They're changing their state of being. All right, so the depression studies took eight weeks. Giving the person the pill every day, most of them thought they were getting the actual substance because they felt so much better. The brain scans showed that they were better. They were getting the placebo. They went back to the researchers and said, I'm sorry, you, you must have given me the real medication. No, 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 we gave you the placebo. That's how much better they felt. It wasn't one day. They didn't take it once and say, I'm better. They took it for six weeks. So then people are so entitled to thinking that the moment they press on their cell phone, they get answers and information. It's not how it works. This is this is a practice every day changing your state of being doing it for eight weeks without a sugar pill just marrying a clear intention and elevated emotion changing your state of being without an exogenous substance sooner or later you start feeling good you practice feeling good every day for eight weeks you're going to start feeling good it's just going to be the side effect it just makes sense I 
bust up on her, then I ghost. I'm peekaboo to poach a geist. Triple nine up on my wrist. I flip the fuck the pastor's wife. Yeah. Then I pull up and do it in the afterlife. Like, how you like me now? Niggas want beef. I cock it back. Holy cow. Man, I promise you, you hate the sound of 50 cows. Them bitches is loud. Type to move a whole fucking crowd Where I'm from, we don't make it past 21 But where I'm from, 15 year olds own like 20 guns See, statistics say we don't make it past 20-some Well, I'm growing up, I'm blowing up, and glowing up And showing out, and showing up, they know it's us I wasn't supposed to see this money that me and G-Money touch In the Trump Towers, racist bitches giving me shoulder and they hate the shit Just off of if I can't have you I'm gonna replace your shit Yeah, that's lucid dreams I get lucid green If she find me then it really Ain't no losing me Cause when she's seen her eyes On every single fucking TV screen You see me you see me in your lucid dreams The shadows in your rooms I do what I do You try me, they'll find you In the down of a bayou We drive right by you And serve you heat like you at a drive-thru I got rock, I got soul I got pills, I got hoes I got beats, I got flows I got gangs, I got zoes I got all that you need in my phone it's a trap, cause the studio is where I be cooking on my crack G-Money hit me, he say let's get this money where you at We pull up private jet style, then we land on your map And if it's smoke, then best believe you'll get popped like a flat Where Cork at, G-Money, I think I need me a flat Squeak told me that the perks is on the way On tour, fucking bitches, we was getting paid in D.C. a couple hoes was getting slay Fucked them once and then we set them on their way I'm not bogus, I'm just caught up in my ways Hocus pocus with my life, I may just disappear for days I'm in a daze, I feel amazing This shit is crazy for all the reds, this shit is brazen Get out of my way if you don't plan to make a payment Catch me laying on the pavement, just chilling. Caught up in my motherfucking feelings. They say, Juice, why you always in your feelings? I'm not, but this shit led to my fucking lottery winners. See, niggas gotta play the Mega Million to get the shit I got by putting my name up on a deal. And me, I'd rather have a fucking house up in the hills than be buried six feet for gang affiliation still. Oh, we finna turn on a beat on that shit. Ah, come on. Uh. He, the way he be making shit, you know, shit be tweaking me out. Yeah, the hard work thing. Yeah. The piano chord was hard, wasn't it? Sounds like some Franco. Little slower. Mm -hmm. Slower. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Mm -hmm.